Welcome to Everyday Entrepreneurs Everywhere with your host, Chris Parker. And we're back with Everyday Entrepreneurs Everywhere. Uh, this is Chris Parker, and today I'm with Anna Gonsalves, who is um, actually here in Amsterdam with me. Um, we are both part of the Amsterdam startup community, and we have connected online. Um, and I'm really, really interested to hear about what she's doing with um, with leadership and um, supporting entrepreneurs with with her work. So, um, really happy to to have her here and discover what she's doing as a contributor to uh, to the innovation community in Amsterdam. So, Anna, um, welcome, and can you please share with us? What is it that you do and why do you do what you do? Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited for this interview and in getting to know you and seeing how the conversation unveils. So what I do is I primarily help entrepreneurs to go to the core of any challenges that they're having in their business, but really by bringing up the challenges that they're having Personally, you know, what is it that they are struggling with constantly in their lives that is being impacted in their business, whether that's financially, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And I focus on all different areas. And usually those different areas are areas which they haven't actually looked at before, but it's been what's been holding them back in their own personal lives and in their own businesses for quite some time. And when I guide them to go to the core of that, that's where they are able to move forward to take the steps needed that they have been resistant to in the past, but are able to do it much easier. And I'm not going to lie to you. Of course, it's hard. <laughs> of course, it's hard. But it, it's the only way that you can move forward by fi figuring out what is actually going on and then taking the steps needed in their own unique way because everyone's very different mm. so how i work with each person is very unique and custom to them and who they are and then when we go to the root and peel back all the layers and they start taking the actions forward then i'm able to see what their vision is who they are and what business model is best suited to them because i can see you know how they can price their services, how can they communicate, how can they market, whether they need to be on a specific social platform, you know, who they are and how other people can approach them in an easiest way. And for some people, it's completely the opposite of what they have been doing. But when they start doing, it is a little difficult, then they start seeing the results, you know, happen almost instantaneously but it is a complete mm. different like paradigm shift on the whole level. And that's how I help entrepreneurs on a more personal level, helping them with their leadership, you know, leadership as a whole, really. How do they manage themselves? How do they manage their lives? How do they create their lives? How do they manage their business? How do they show up in their lives? How do they show up mm. in their business? And I really believe that everything is a reflection of what's going on inside. So that's the first thing that we look at when we start working together. And I always focus on the challenges straight away and then move from there. Yeah, I, I, I 
the, the approach really resonates with me. Um, I, I find oftentimes um, people try to separate maybe their, their professional self and their personal self when actually it's all coming from the same place. And, 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 and in, in my experience, in fact, if you try to pretend you're something else in your, in your leadership or your professional, then, then over time that will just exhaust you and break you. So, so Anna, um, why is this meaningful for you and why have you dedicated your life to that particular mission? That's a great question. It's meaningful for me because I've always believed really important to be myself and to use my gifts and expertise to help others. And I really excel when other people can, you know, come back to their core, who they are, you know, peeling back the layers and conditions that are placed on them by society and other people and even past coaches so that they can be in the world and make a difference using their own expertise and doing the work that truly matters. So it's, it's both me that I love to help others using my own abilities, but also what drives me is to see other people not affected by their challenges and their fears and really standing up for what they believe in and creating that change for themselves first and then impacting their communities and environments and also the clients they work with. So that really matters a lot to me to see people really expressing who they are and being unafraid of moving forward because yeah I feel that 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 constant desire is what also keeps me moving forward and I'm not like this perfect human I have challenges of course and they help me move forward but it's the thing that really motivates me to make a difference to help myself and then help others and I really feel that everyone has very unique talents and abilities and they don't often see that. So it's just always wonderful mm. for them to see, you know, what they have underneath everything that has been placed on yeah. them over the years and to truly use it in the world. Wow. And what was your journey, you know, from when you were younger, I guess, or before into becoming a, sort of a leadership uh, mastery coach, if that's what I could call yeah. it. Um, how, how, how did you get to that point? That, that is, um, I think it's a pretty you know, profound thing to bring to the market and to bring to people. Well, I've come from a very challenging um, family and challenging upbringing and um, uh, abusive uh, family upbringing and I had a lot of uh, challenges growing up it was very very difficult but the one thing that always kept me going was the connection to myself and to who I am regardless of what people say or you know however much abuse I encountered it was always I needed to be connected to myself and I really always believed that if I can, if I have this, then I can help others to be connected to themselves as well. Mm -hmm. And that was my desire that kept me going. And I remember, I think probably over 25 years ago, I started a forum on MSN uh, groups, and it was all about people coming together to express who they are, to feel safe, to be heard, to speak up, and just not to feel 
rejected or like they were alone and that really mattered to me and over the years I've come to learn that there's a lot of people like this everyone of us experienced this and we all need to be reminded of that that you know you you even though you feel like sometimes you can't express yourself you know you have a voice and it matters and you know you're you're here to do great things you know and and focus on who you are being in the moment and share your stories share your challenges share your experiences because there will be other people there who can relate to you and who can connect to you in that way and that way you can be supported wow and uh, can you describe a little bit? I, I'm I'm enjoying this, and I can, and I'm I'm in, you know impressed and and thankful for your sharing um, as openly and as as vulnerably as as you are. So thank you very much for that. Um, who who is it that you work with? Like what what does your perfect customer um, look like? If that yeah, can be even described, like, like can, is there a, a general perfect type of customer that that is. Um, you know, the, the, the most open and, and will have the most impact from working with uh, you? Those that are open and also like wanting to connect more with themselves on the inside. They know that they have a greater purpose and a greater mission, but they don't know actually how to access that. And those people or the actual people that I always seem to attract, whether they're entrepreneurs or whether they're people who've just left corporate jobs and they're at a point in their lives where they actually want to get to know themselves and they want to, you know, get to know what is it that makes them tick and what do they want to do with their lives, you know, what are their passions. Mm -hmm. But usually those people, they have a lot of gifts. They're very talented in ways that they haven't accessed that before because they've been doing something completely different. And but both people, they're very open and they really want to get to know themselves and they want to make a real deep, long lasting change and to feel connected and fulfilled and also to have the results that they want to have. Like those in, in who are in businesses, they are having sometimes financial struggles or emotional struggles. But the thing is, it all they also really just want to feel connected to themselves to know that they have the power to change this around and create those results themselves. And, you know, what, mm. what does it look like to go inside of themselves to find that and how does that work out for themselves? So it's, although that under core theme is the same, there's always different experiences and challenges that people are having and they're all very mm. open and like really wanting to grow and to commit to be in the way, you know, the best version of themselves, but knowing that they're mm. not perfect mm. and challenges will arise. And how do they then overcome those challenges to be that best version for themselves in their lives and in their businesses and then showing up in their businesses for other people? So it takes on a new level of leadership as well because they're mastering themselves and mastering what it's like to truly lead a life and truly lead a business mm -hmm. from being who they are. So I'm, I'm, I, I, what you're saying resonates with me if, for sure. I think um, um, 
a lot of our values seem and, and uh, seem to be very much in sync. For some people, however, um, getting in touch with your inner self might seem a bit hoo-hoo or, you know, wah-wah, you know, like, what do you mean? I am me. Um, so uh, can you describe differently what you mean by inner self in this case? Like, like what, what does, what does that taste like? Or <laughs> what, what, what do you mean by the inner self? So that, you know, like anyone who is watching this, you know, if you think back to a moment or an experience where you felt the most exhilarated and happy and joyful and where you felt like everything's just working and everything, you just feel so happy because it's so connected to yourself and life. That's really it. That's essentially it. And being more connected to that part of you on a daily basis, especially when challenges arise and how do you actually move through the challenges while still being mm. that way? Because there's so many things that we get bombarded with other people, just like so many things. But being in that state, you know, continuously and growing through that in that state. And I also use my intuition when I help my clients and help them to access their intuition as well. And with that, it's just, again, it's having this feeling or, you know, when you trust your gut, like something is wrong and you just need to take an action or do something that will change the direction of that experience mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. when, you know, all of a sudden you have someone coming into your head and you need to contact them and, you know, there's this great opportunity. So it's actually very subtle things, very simple things. And so the way that I share and explain it, it's more practical, real, down-to-earth language because I have been in that situation where I wasn't explaining to people who can relate. And so, but it is those experiences when you have that. And it is, can be that simple. And then how do you sustain that on a daily basis as well mm. and in your mm. business, especially in your business? Now, how do you follow that gut? How do you use it while yeah. still having that structure and, you know, taking action? You know, how do you manage the yeah. both? Yeah, I, I, um, I'd like to playfully challenge you a little bit. Um, and before I challenge you, just for the, for the sake of the discussion, um, my personal journey over the last you know, two years has been really based on mindfulness and meditation and connection with self and source and alignment within. You know, those, are, you know, those are other words that, that maybe can describe what you're talking about. Um, however, a lot of those that are still in their intellectual self as opposed to their instinctual self um, might think this is a whole lot of nonsense because um, they need, they want to follow the facts and they want to follow the data and they want to um, be certain um, and do analysis and and you know um, most of what I learned in, in at the MBA was was more um, intellect um, based as opposed to instinct based. Um, how can you how can you help people sort of rationalize maybe these two aspects of awareness and decision-making? That's a great question because both are very valid as well. And 
the, the thing is how I help my clients because everyone is very different in, you know, following their intuition and in the decision making. But I have met people who are completely in that logic mind that they have got so stuck in it that it's completely blocked them from doing anything. And it's, mm. it is going back to that place that I was sharing about, you know, that going back to yourself, mm. you know, when you are like that, because you're not in your mind at all. You're just simply relaxed. And, it, you know, it is going back to that because I think the people who, who are more in their minds, when they can get back into that space, they're more able to access that as well. That space where you are relaxed and you're not thinking about anything. And those that are more intuitive based, they actually need to be more, to you know, be more thinking strategically and in their mind and to be, you know, using mm. systems because there's also people who are very, know just following the intuition and not having the solid foundations in their business and you know that that's really one of the ways but it's very different for everyone you know it's not one way or the other but in that way if a logic person if you can see when you are relaxed and when you're doing something where you feel at ease and you're not in your mind it's a completely different world and when you are in your mind and you completely come back, you know, to that place within you and you feel grounded and everything just, you know, you're not stressed, <laughs> not stressed, not trying mm -hmm. to control everything. Well, and um, I, I appreciate very much that, that, that these are these are both true and there and there needs to be a balance between those 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 what some people might consider sort of perspectives that might be in conflict. Um, you mentioned that, that these journeys that you go through with people are really custom and unique, but can you give us a flavor of, of what a typical journey would be or, or engagement or, or, or like, I'm not sure how what would, would it call be it? like in a session with a client? Yeah. Or, or is there, is there a number of sessions? Is there a, uh, an arc to the story or, you know, how, how does that typically uh, reveal itself when you're working with well, someone? It, it typically depends on really what they need and how much support that they need. And always we have like a conversation before, but like you, I do send them an application form to ask them a couple of questions. So I know, you know, where they are and also whether they are the right person to then have the phone conversation. And from them, I always know like how much time and they also know how much time and we always guess exactly the time that is needed. It could be like six months or longer. And then it, I always go to the challenges that they have. So in the application form, you know, the struggle that they've had like for years, that's what we work on. And no matter how long it takes, that is the first thing that we look into going straight to the core of that issue and there's usually so many other layers that come up as a result of that but it's that that then clears the path for their results because then they do start taking the actions but from a completely different way of being or state of mind 
I just remember this client that I had who was also very, you know, logical in her mind, but she was also a spiritual entrepreneur and she was struggling for many years doing, doing, you know, so many things that past coaches told her to do, but she wasn't really getting anywhere at all whatsoever. And then when we met, we went to the core issue of what was actually going on and it was something completely entirely different that was actually keeping her energy low and holding her back, which was related to debt. And then once that was cleared up, she then started to receive money and then have different conversations with people and family members and everything just changed. And it, it was really big for her at that time. That, you know, we wouldn't have known if okay. we had gone to the to the root because her situation was that she was financially struggling and she couldn't, you know, she thought she had to do a specific task or more work to make up for that. But in actual fact, she didn't need to do any of that. She actually needed to have more fun and relax and step away from the computer. That was, and that was very difficult for her because years of doing things, it just, she had to just step away. That was very difficult to do that, but it, it, it worked and she did do that and things did change. So it was practical and it was also energetic and emotional work that we did. And also looking at- it's, it's, um, Yeah, I, I hear so many stories more and more about exactly that, which again, from an MBA perspective is counterintuitive. Um, uh, a dear friend of mine here in the Netherlands, um, she, she's, she has, uh, uh, well, she's a virtual assistant and she does some marketing work and things. And, and at one point she was really struggling getting business. And then, and then the next time I talked to her, she said, yeah, well, things really picked up. And then uh, I said, well, what happened? And she said, well, I stopped trying. I started reading books and started having fun. Yeah. And then things started to move. I was like, wow, great. I, you know, I, 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 I love it. Um, I even have a t-shirt that I made for myself that says, I am a being, not a doing. And, and it's sort of my way of um, trying to remind myself that effort and action alone is not, um, A, satisfying um, or, or bringing joy. And oftentimes, if you're so into the work, um, you don't have the space for the, uh, um, the inspiration, so um, one little side story, and, and again, it's because it happened to me yesterday. I'm, I'm, I'm delightfully embarrassed. I, I had um, uh, set aside yesterday to do a full recording of a course around the simplicity scan that I was going to put on Udemy. And um, yeah, it took almost four hours and uh, for, for like, like three hours of content. I, I had done a dry run the, the week before, um, felt good about it, and uh decided to go uh, pick up my son from school and get out into the sun and, you know, you know, shake it off and came back. And, and when I walked back into my uh, office, I realized that the, the mute button on my microphone was blinking, which means none of the sound was recorded from that whole experience. And so for me, I, I just laughed at it. It's like, okay, well, okay. Maybe I was forcing too much work. And then, uh, and actually the conversations that I've had because of that little micro failure have actually evolved into actually a new and better course that I will record next week. So it was, it was, it was like, you know, 
I also had a choice of, of being frustrated and angry and, and being in that moment like that. I was like, <laughs> wow, okay, this is ridiculous. And, uh, and then, and then just, you know, walked away from it and then, uh, had some, had some, you know, lovely, uh, conversations again, that brought inspiration, um, that will make it better next time. And then maybe, maybe the next one will screw up as well. And then that will evolve again. So it's, it's, um, this is that balance between sort of intellectual planning and having the space of, of, of awareness. So, wow. Um, your customers, uh, I believe are, are really everywhere. It's, it's sort of a, a, a global, um, community. Um, how, how do you engage? Because I was delighted. And when we, when we start wrapping up, I'll point people not to your website because you don't have one. And I think that is perfect. Uh, you have LinkedIn, you have Facebook. Um, a lot of times coaches these days don't even need a website, you know, you know, you know coaches, mentors, you know, because actually you need to be where social engagement happens. So how do you get in touch with um, all of these, these people that are open and uh, to benefit from your, from your work? Uh, mainly they get in touch with me or we meet like randomly and then we connect or they send me a message and that's it. Yeah, it, it's always been a kind of a natural way of connecting. It's never been forced and I'm just usually, you know, just being myself and sharing on Facebook but not like all the time but just when I feel like it and sometimes in Facebook groups if I comment or say something but it's not you know like all the time and then it happens organically that you know or my clients refer their friends or someone who knows someone and, and that's how it happens yeah and that's the reason as well why I did have a website for many many years why uh, my intuition told me you know you don't need a website i've never had people come via the website ever anyway and so it was the best decision because it's better if i'm you know in linkedin and facebook and that's it and i don't really and if i'm out and about and meet someone but i'm not thinking oh you know i want a client nothing like that i'm just living my life and then if it gets to be the right person then it gets to be the right person Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i love it I, I what i find also after having done many many of these interviews is the people who are most at peace with their business are not selling um they're being themselves they're flowing they're they're open to engaging and 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 through whatever journey they've gone through they have found this way that they're what i call is they're floating you know they're they're floating with the momentum of the business and, and in that natural comfortable state, they are, are, um, well, again, again, open, open for, for connections and, and people. And then those that are driven by, um, stress. And for, for me, I've, you know, I've, I think we've all been in, in both of those domains and, and, and have tried different things. Um, if you're trying to hustle and sell, um, yeah, the, the, the effort just doesn't, doesn't pay back. It's, it's really, uh, uh, fascinating because it's almost like if 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 you're pitching something that needs to be truly sold maybe even against someone's will then it's probably the wrong thing anyways so it's uh, yes, can i no, can i interrupt so, you there for one second because i hope you do please go selling, for it i've come to meet a lot of uh, entrepreneurs that they have this fear of selling because it's sleazy or and i've had like for them i've come to realize they actually need to do that because it's a service to them to do that 
you know, to break through that uh, attachment or idea that, you know, selling is this. And when they've broken through it, they've come to experience that selling is love and then receive exactly who they're meant to work with. But it's like, you know, we can have so many ideas of what selling is that we hold ourselves back from, you know, truly expressing mm-hmm. ourselves. And so I've come to realize that selling is, you know, is being of service and is love. You know, you are expressing yourself. And so, you know, I'm actually always open, even when people send me messages who I don't know, they're saying, you know, their program. I feel that that's very courageous that they do that, even if they don't know me and I don't know them. It's like kudos to them. And it's like there's a lot of uh, backlash as well on selling, you know, what it should be. Um, it, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that I, I, I would love I would love to hear more in your um, the selling is love. I want I want to hear more of that. The, the um, spin that I like to give again, it depends on who I'm talking about. Is is you know focus on sharing or focus on giving, um, as, and focus on connecting, and then you know in the belief that what you are providing is truly valuable for people and there's people that need there's almost an obligation you know to yeah. to share um and then uh, you know at least allow people to make the decision on whether they want to to buy at that point as, as opposed to proactively selling so um tell me more about selling as love <laughs> that's even that's much better than i've ever come yeah. up with so i see like yeah. exactly what you were sharing when people are really passionate about what they do and they value their own services, it becomes natural to share. And so how I see selling is that love from within themselves. They're sharing their own love. It's like really their work out in mm-hmm. the world. So it's, it is a form of love if they don't sell. You know, again, there's like so many connotations of how to sell or, you know, which way. But really it is, it is a form of love because once you start sharing them that way when you actually ask someone for the sale even that's for some people that i've worked with that's really really difficult it's like the most terrifying thing but it's the very thing that they need to do so they start valuing and loving themselves and their services and when they do they experience how it's the most loving thing that they can do for themselves and their potential customer because you know it's like that connection is open then so that's really how i see it it it's loving it's love you know for yourself love from yourself to others of who you are and what you do and the services that you value because it's making a difference to the planet so you know if if you're withholding it it, it's just so sad you don't you know you need to get out there and overcome that to see it as a good thing you know, people need your services. And the more that people know about you, the more yeah. that people will see you and really, you know, connect with you and really see the good that you're bringing into their space. Yeah. Wow. Anna, beautifully said. We are um, out of time and sadly so. Uh, for me, this has been wonderful. Um um, selling is love. Um, you know, love is what you're providing through your company. I think these are such profound perspectives. I really appreciate it. Um, and for anyone else who's listening, who appreciates it and who would like some support from Anna, 
Um, I will put her LinkedIn and her Facebook links in her podcast page at ebullient.com slash podcast. And you can uh, connect with Anna on uh, through either of those channels. So Anna, it has been um, great to have you here um, uh, as always, but in this, in this case, really uh, meaningful lessons and, and new perspectives for me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really happy to have spoken to you. And thank you to all the viewers who watch this as well. So thank you. Learn more at ebullient.com slash podcast. <laughs>